AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Were you making fun of my color? No, I just loved it. I've just I've never seen anybody print. So you printed out Sim, uh, Chris Sims's top forty quarterback countdown, um, which he does every year, and except you printed it in full color, like it's a list, but you printed it in full that, color. That was what he. So that's how he posted it. The entire right, but you have an option when it comes to print, like you could print color not or black all. and white. Yes, about, you do have an like, option. I'm all about you. At least that. it's not landscape. Let's just be happy. That Can you imagine I, like the printer? levels after this thing was done for those on the stream like the amount of it's every color in the rainbow it is right i printed three of them too (laughs) by the way did you guys see the saints uh, helmets they're gonna wear yeah the blacks yeah i like that so why what does that mean does that mean it's full go for everybody yeah, it's full go. You can wear the second helmet. Everybody's full so go. Like the Falcons have the red. They're wearing that red one, which, which is, the, which is gorgeous. Beaut. That thing's gorgeous. So they're wearing that one. Uh, the Saints, I think, are only the second one to announce theirs. Um, we need a white. Ours in a white would be unbelievable. I don't. Yeah, that's the one you got to wear. You wear that with the 75th anniversary uniform. Now we're talking. <laughs> that's it. What do you got going on? Big <laughs> harassed nonsense by who i mean we're doing a show uh, who's uh, coming at you a, a, a former friend of ours a former Kurt friend, friend but a former former, friend. former business associate of former ours. associate yeah all right <laughs> there you go tell he, him to answer my messages basically he he asked me if i had seen this new a new music video that had come out he says it's so great and i was like no can you send me the link to it and then he sent me the link to it and i said thanks and then i was gonna watch it in but the Another next commercial i'm sure yeah. and then he then he said basically to piss off sure not as nice a term yeah and i was like why and he's like don't you know google exists and i was like i'm on the sh- i'm doing a show <laughs> doing a show right now like I no just one knows link. what we do no one. <laughs> he should know. This sneaks this up on individual should know. Of all the people. He of should all the people. Know. He should be aware of Yeah, should be aware of the on. timing of all yeah. of this. Yeah. Yep. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just laughed at the matter of fact. That was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty humorous. So I got to tell you something. What's up? That's right. That's right. There she goes. Allison walking by. It's like when they talk about minicamp ending. Yeah. I feel like this rivals the the exodus, rivals the opening scene of Days and Confused when school's out for summer is playing and oh, they are yeah. just like tearing out of the building. Yeah, like they gone. 
I think the, they are gone. The, uh, yeah, it's gone. I, I would say it's a lot like um, I would say this is, in the words of Buford T. Justice, sort of baby stuff alongside of what next week's going to look like. Next week, it's going to be the three of us in here on yeah. an island. Yeah. I, I, I think we're and, good for another week. Four eh, days, it sounds on, like. On the sales four days. Side. Because then then the, then the next week when it's like just you and me. Yeah, I was gonna say, then I'm gone. Every, I was going to say, that's the week that everybody piggybacks the free week off with. Oh, they stack it. Yeah. Stack it up. Okay. Like so I, be, I don't mean to stack. I've never stacked before. I have no history of stack. I'm not going to hold it against you. To, that you should stack. I'm not. I'm not well, holding it. I don't want to stack. I did it last year. No, I think oh. I think it's fine. I, I, I have no problem with it. I think it's appropriate. I would Thank do you. it. I would do it. By the way, Simze, as I you know, but I'm sure letting the people know. So Simze was is in Wyoming. Yeah. And you told him to go where? Uh, Million Dollar Cowboy Bar, I believe. And is he where said I told it was to go in the Jackson. greatest ever. Yeah, of course. So they were actually, I was asking him, so they were supposed to go from Montana into Yellowstone and spend some time in Yellowstone uh-huh. and then to, to Jackson. And Yellowstone got like washed out because you were talking about the rivers. Like, but literally, like their plans were washed out. No, yes, legitimately, it's yes. washed out. There were two ways into the park from the north, from Montana into Wyoming. Both are closed. The park is closed. There you go. You cannot go. Right. And it's not like it's Wally World. Like, this is just nature. This is nature. Like it's not, and, the, and, it, and the nature is closed. Yeah. That's how bad the natural disaster is yeah. uh, in, in the home state. The governor of the home state, not doing very well, he was in Tuscany while all of this was going on and was not in the fastest hurry to get back to the home state. Oh. So people are not thrilled about uh, the fact that he's not there for disaster relief. Not great. Tuscany. Isn't that like why the you entire have a southern governor, part, though? That he had some line about how well, he's traveling with security. I'm like, brother, settle down. You're the governor of Montana. Let's relax a little bit. He's in Tuscany. Settle down. My wife just had me watch the other day. She wanted, She really wanted to watch Under the Tuscan Sun. So we watched it. <laughs> Jeez. Old school Diane Lane. Good husband job out of you. It was. It was I felt like a very. Really? Yeah. Rolling really, up out of you. Yeah. 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 You, right you got to step up every now and then. I didn't mind it because it was Italy, like, and I like Italy, so I yeah. didn't mind some of the, like. The, I would say, how about we watch Rome instead? You want to watch Rome? Let's watch that. Let's watch Gladiator. Fine. Yeah. Let's watch that. You can see Italy. Yeah, I don't think that would. Uh, I don't think that would have worked. Did you guys make it last night with the Warriors? I made it until they were up fifteen with three minutes to go, and then I was like, okay, it's it's over. It's officially over. They cut it to six, and then the Warriors are just like three, three, lay up three. Good night, Irene. Yeah, that was it. Gibby, did you make it? Did you watch I, I any of it? I haven't watched a minute. Really? Wow. Nope. As I a, hate both teams. No. I liked I liked both teams. I didn't feel like I could have a loser from a fan standpoint. Yeah. I was, however, if I must say, I felt like the Celtics' inability to take care of the basketball, 22 turnovers in this one. It's pretty glaring. And they had, what, 19 the game before? Like, yeah. That's not championship basketball, and hence they are not the champions. But that's not championship basketball. And I felt like Steph finally got the MVP that he deserved, finished with 34-7-7. And, and, you know, he took care – they did take care of the basketball. You know, when when you're plus seven in the turnover differential, seven extra possessions for a team that good, forget it. It does a couple of things. I think, number one – to me, this this closes the door on the AAUification of the NBA that LeBron was a big part in starting when he left here, right? Where, hey, we got to have three superstars. Well, what we've seen in the last couple of years is what you actually need is you need to draft and you need to develop your own guys because what you need to win championships nowadays is incredible depth. 
that two superstars or even three superstars is not enough, that you need seven or eight guys who can play because guys are getting hurt at a rapid rate. And if you lose one of those superstars, you lose everything. Yep. And so if you look at the teams that have been really good the last couple of years, they're teams that have been built by great organizations who drafted and developed. The, the Warriors have got to be the smartest organization in the NBA by a pretty distant margin. The idea that they were able to say, okay, Durant, you didn't want to be here, but not, be, not take it personal and just say, well, hey, I tell you what, why don't we do a sign and trade and you guys give us D'Angelo Russell back and then, oh, yeah, but he can't play with – everyone said, oh, yeah, well, he can't play with Clay and, and Steph. Well, that's fine, but he can for a year while Clay's hurt, and then we can use him to get Wiggins, who's actually a younger, more athletic Iguodala. And oh. now you popped him right in the middle of Perfect it. Perfect. And away you go. So, like, that – but they drafted all those guys. Like, none of those guys – they don't – they're not some free agent destination. They were once with Durant. But the bulk of that thing was built – Oh, yeah. By their drafting and their developing. It's amazing when I watched Wiggins, and you, I think you made a very good point. He was a perfect complement to what they did. And I feel like he's such a perfect kind of role player plus. Like he's – Yeah, he's more, a good three. He's a good third option. And perfect. We, I really I know that we got love and that all worked out and all of that, but he's a guy that it felt like he could have been a, a significant piece of a franchise for a significant period of time. It's funny. I actually had my uh, my other occupation pull up the audio of me when they drafted Wiggins and when LeBron came back, and I found I had the audio. This was my big argument. My big argument at the time was just sit for a year with Wiggins, and then you'll get love and free agency because love was going to be free agent yep. the next year. Just deal with it for one year and then bring in love the next year. Now, I don't know if that would have played out. I don't sure. know if LeBron would have signed off on that. But my theory at the time was now you have LeBron, Kyrie, Wiggins going forward. As Wiggins and Kyrie get older, they play together. LeBron takes a back seat, and you're contenders for a decade. That was the, no, the I, blueprint. I agree out of that. with now, you. Now, I don't know. The, I'm sure LeBron said, I'm not waiting a year. You're not, not wasting a year. Go get me a guy. And he also, though. I mean, I think that he's developed as a defensive player from earlier in his career. He's matured in yeah. that role. But, you know, you think about when those who those Cavs teams had to battle, it would have been very useful to have an Andrew Wiggins running around either yeah. to allow LeBron to maybe not always have to be on Durant or to, you know, go ahead and take out a, a clay in those games. Yeah, it was interesting. And it's funny. And now that he's a warrior, it's even funny. I th you could have made the case. I mean, Steph is the MVP, but he was probably the second yes. MVP in the MVP balloting for them in this series. There's a play. Is there? What they go on a 21-0 run in the first half? That's right. 21-0. 21-0. There was a play in the 21-0 run where Steph has the ball just short of the hat of the midcourt line, and Grant Williams is face guarding him, and he revert. Grant Williams is face guarding him 40 feet from the hoop. Okay, he was getting face guarded like every series. He he kicks everywhere. it to. Draymond at the point Wiggins sets a back screen on Williams Curry doesn't flash to the rim though instead he he V cuts and backs up like he's going to get the ball in the meantime they do a switch so now Williams is on Wiggins Wiggins jets to the hoop Draymond finds him for a layup it's all possible because you're face guarding Stephen Clay from 40 feet yep and there's nobody anywhere yep. the spacing People, it's not just the shooting. It's the fact that you have to guard them 40 feet from the hoop. Everywhere. And it allows for everything yeah. to move. So he's the perfect complement to it. Um, the other thing that I think that it, that it did is, you know, from a Warriors standpoint, this kind of hit home with me. I was thinking four titles in eight years. So the most, I thought, in my head, the most impressive thing from an NBA in my lifetime. I wasn't alive, obviously, for the Celtics, all their championships in the 60s sure. and all that stuff. 
but was the Lakers winning five and ten? Yep. Lakers won five titles in ten years in the eighties. They did so against uh, Dr. J's Sixers, Birds, Celtics, and one against the Pistons of Isaiah Thomas, and then played for another one in '91 against the La- against the Bulls with Michael. So they were in the mix for 11, 12 years straight and won five of them. This is there. Oh yeah, they're right there. And guess what? It ain't ending anytime soon. They they can easily keep this up and Steph and Clay can transition to as they age just spot up shooters playing around these other guys by the way they didn't even have Wiseman at all none zero the amazing thing to me about it is those Lakers teams that you're talking about right this Cavs team this is they did that in the era where they never had LeBron James they never had the best player in the league like the consensus best player in the league you mean these these warriors? These warriors, correct? No, they did not. So the Lakers, you could you could have made a case yes. early that Kareem, Kareem was still the best player in the league, and you could have made a case that Magic was for the sure. best player in the league. Yeah, for sure. Now Steph would be in those discussions, right. but he was never, first of all, big enough or to be like those guys, and they've done it anyway, and they did it with Durant and without Durant, two yes. with two without. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it validates. And Steve Kerr is an awesome coach. And I thought that there was – it was funny. I was talking with uh, the voice of the Browns, Jim Donovan, yesterday out at First Energy Stadium. And he asked me once they lost game five, if I watched the, some of the post-game stuff. And I said, I did not. These games are just way too late. And it was on Monday. And no. And he said they showed Kerr went into the locker room. And he was like, great job, everybody today. But he goes, enough sell. We're winning this in Boston. Like, we're yeah. winning this in the next game. Get your minds right. And everybody was, like, losing their goal, getting excited. But he's like, that's what we're going to do. We're not coming back. There's no game sell. We're going in winning this. He goes, I want to win it in Boston in front of those fans. I want to break their hearts, basically. Yeah. Only, and that's what they went out and did. the second time a team has won a championship in Boston that's against right. the Celtics. Yeah. Was the other one the 87 or 85 Lakers? 85 Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> So pretty impressive. I think it's impressive. The other thing that's impressive, and you'll you might know the numbers. Maybe you talked about this morning. What's the what were the Spurs totals with Popovich and Duncan? But there was a huge gap, right? Wasn't it like it's even? Yeah. So they won. They won the two. Didn't they? Don't they have four? Do they have that's five? What I th- it's four or five, and it's yeah because they have they have two years. David Robinson almost. and Duncan. Yep. Then they have Duncan Parker Ginobili. Yep. And then they have Duncan as like a. And then Ginobili and Kawhi, Kawhi, when they beat LeBron, I think they may have five. I feel like they may have five. I think they won two with Duncan and Robinson, two with Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker as the fulcrum, and then one with Kawhi as the main, with Duncan as kind of an ancillary with Parker yeah, and Ginobili. Yeah, ninety nine, oh three, oh five, oh six, and fourteen. Yeah, that's an incredible distance. Ninety nine. Hold on, what would you it's say? A Fifteen year difference. From the last one. To the first. For, to the, 2014 to the first. was the last one. Okay, but you run off the four that you ran in a row. 99, 03, 05, 07, or 06. Yeah. That should that's be 07, four, shouldn't it? That's five and – That's four and eight years, isn't it? 99 to 07? Yeah, that would be. I feel like they no, – So that's the won. third time that's happened? Hold on. That is not – Jordan won I was going to say it years. wasn't 06. It was 07 against the Cavs. 07, yeah. 99, 03 – Oh five, oh seven, fourteen. Yeah, because they won in every other year. Oh three, oh five, oh seven. They were because the Lakers were in there for oh four. But they still also won four of eight. They won four and eight too. Yeah. And then another seven years later. Seven, then won another one. So yeah. I'd be like, if the Warriors then win again in like twenty twenty nine, and Steph Curry is still 
in the mix. A principal. Because remember, Duncan kind of tra- – remember he had that one game against Miami in that series where he like was like old Duncan? Yeah, and he was, one year he was like throwing in a couple threes and yeah. doing all kinds of ludicrous right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was – They should have beaten the – they should have won two. They should have beaten the Heat twice. That's the Ray Allen shot. And well, it's the and it's the Manu miss at the free throw. Manu misses, and then he, Ray Allen gets his feet, his tiptoes. Never in, does. All those Miami fans left. They had the ropes out to celebrate, and they wouldn't let him come back in. Right, and they took out. I want to say they think out was it Boris Diaw on that last play. They took out one of their rebounders. Allen's shot That's, wasn't the original no, it was shot. Not. It was, it was after, kickoff. It was after kickoff. an offensive rebound. Yeah, after yeah, Le- true. LeBron missed. I don't want to say maybe Bosch kicked, rebounded. Bosch kicked it to and threw it to the corner to Allen who nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, and that sent it to OT if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't like a walk off winner. I, I don't think so. I think that was overtime well, too. I think they were, but it was a collapse in that last minute. Because whatever it was, big. It, if Ginobili had hit the free several throws, things I had think to they happen. Win. Yeah, yeah, several things had to happen. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I had, it's funny. I was my wife was watching it, uh, Cleveland girl, and and I she she has this theory that Steph Curry stinks because he like literally stinks because he plays with his mouthpiece. Oh, okay. Like the odor. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's no chance that that's the case, but I just think it's funny that she does that and she cannot stand him. Can't stand him. And and so he hit that three from which appeared to be about 48 feet from the hoop in the third quarter, the one where he did the night night thing and or maybe that was in the fourth. And and I and I go, "Do you still She goes, "I don't even prompt her. She goes, "I hate him. I hate him." Smart and I just woman. went like, She's "Right, a very she's like, smart woman. Yeah. I thought that's why sports is great. Like you, that hate transitions on. Oh man! I did say, you know, it reminded me of when I was a kid. I hated Larry Bird because I liked the Lakers, and so I hated Bird. Sure. But then I remember him in the '90s and like Chuck Person going at him. Oh god! And I was like, "You go to hell, Chuck Person! Come yeah. on, Larry, let's go!" And I feel like Larry balled out in that series, and I think they beat Indiana in that series, if my memory serves, in like '91 ish or something like that. But I, w- I, I had come full circle. Like, it was okay for me to hate him in the 80s, but I'm not letting you hate him. Yeah. You don't get to hate Larry Bird. No. Chuck Person. You're not having it. The Rifleman. The Rifleman, yeah. Uh, a couple of things. For, do I get time to do this real quick? No, yeah, we can come to him later. All right. Well, <laughs> well we – Oh, I yeah. Oh, yeah. You got Coach at We have Coach at 120. That's yeah. right. The, I'm sorry. The sorry. Chuck Can't Person keep him waiting. was the best, though, when – that's the one where Larry was, like, telling him what he was going to do and then doing it. Like, I'm going to take two dribbles to my right and then bust it in your face, and then he would do it. And he's like, Chuck I'm take a had some games, life. though. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that was – Chuck had some games in that one. Um, all right, coming up next, Coach Stefanski. Minicamp is over. You will hear from him coming up next. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Very happy this Friday to put up kind of a bow on the offseason program by being joined by our head coach Kevin Stefanski and coach three years now with the Browns three offseasons the first one that was normal Mm -hmm. as it were as you reflect back how good was it to have this experience finally with this team yeah I thought it was great Uh, I I really did you know as coaches we want to coach (laughs) we want to be out there on the field with the guys Uh, we want to be around them we want to teach them the systems uh and and i thought the guys did an awesome job they they really did and and we structured it in a way where we wanted to get our work done uh, but we wanted to do it in a safe way and we wanted to compete but we wanted to compete in a safe way and and i think the coaches and the players did just a, a really really nice job of every single day working and having fun and i, I think you can do both 
before we get into the work and we'll talk about the work that you saw and, and you know where you're feeling with this team right now but let's just talk about the fact that you know I was talking to Anthony Walker Jr. and he says this is the first time in three years and obviously he was with the Colts for one of those but the whole team's been in the locker room how different has that been and how is the chemistry and everybody keeps talking about how this team is closer and you're getting to see it I'm sure but just getting to be together yeah, I, I, it's so simple sounding, and I think all of us kind of went through uh, COVID-related things in, in all of our lives, and, and the sure. masks and, and sitting, you know, spacing out from people, and just to walk into that locker room and seeing everybody, you know, locker to locker and, and elbow to elbow, uh, and seeing people actually have share a meal together in the meal room, all these little things uh, that end up being a big thing, and I just think we as in this building certainly all of the other buildings and and where we are uh, hopefully as as a world uh, just being around each other and and being able to share those uh, things with each other which just weren't possible the last couple of years all right so let's get now on to the field because off the field it does feel like there's a special camaraderie building amongst this team and, and a unity and a lot of the players talked about and you hit on it just there but on the field this was a passing camp that's what you kind of called this OTAs and the mini camp and we got Joel back and so you really saw everybody out there for the first time but the focus was really on those seven on seven periods what did you see in those periods yeah so t- to that uh, point Nathan there, it was a passing camp because that's how the rules are structured. Yeah, you just you can't run the ball. You can't have one-on-one drills, uh, which are fun, but when you don't have pads on, they're prohibited. Uh, so we, we just want to be smart about what we do. So seven on seven, that is the best drill that you can get done in the the structure. I think it also fit in what we're trying to accomplish as a team. We wanted to get better in the pass game on offense. We want to be better at defending the pass on on defense. So. We were able, uh, in the course of every single one of these OTAs and minicamp, to have two seven-on-seven periods each day. And we we focused on third and fourth down and the red zone. And I think for me and for us, you achieve what you emphasize. So we felt like, all right, we got to get better in the pass game, offense, defense. We have to get better in these certain situations. So let's, let's just get in the red zone day one. Let's have a fourth down period day one and stayed with that throughout so that the guys understand, and, and we were explicit about this, here are the areas that we want to get better, and here's how we're going to do it. Well, you talk about situational football. Those are the plays. Those are the. There's a reason third down is the money down in the NFL. There's a reason why you have, quote-unquote, a four-point play in the red zone, the difference between a touchdown and kicking a field goal. Those are the differences between winning and losing, and obviously that's probably why he chose to emphasize it. Exactly right. And not to say that first and 10 from the minus 25 isn't important. It is because th- those normal downs, uh, they come up a lot. <laughs> they come up the most in football. But the lever- the high leverage points on that fourth and three, on that – third and goal from the sixth those are just huge plays so the more we can work concepts as an offense and get comfortable the more we as a defense can roll our coverages and mix coverages and move people around uh, I think it just makes us a more complete team now having said all that you know it's we have a a mile to go and and we'll take a break here and get back for training camp and, and we'll get back to work but we wanted early in this program to make it known where we feel like we need to get better all right you are out there, you're on the walkie-talkie, you're talking to your quarterbacks, talking to Sean, getting the plays in in these seven-on-sevens, but you're the head coach of this football team. Mm-hmm. Were you pleased? It felt like a very even battle, and not because one side was better, but because you had two very good sides going head-to-head day after day. Yeah, and that's competition. That's what I love, and, and you're right. I am calling the play into the offense, but when we make a great play on defense, that fires me up just the same and and there were some incredible defensive moments for us in this offseason program I thought 
you know, it, when you're having a passing camp and you're in a seven-on-seven seven drill, the advantage is to the offense. There's no Hugely. pass rush. Now, obviously, we want to get the ball out. You can't hold the ball forever as a quarterback, but it's advantage. It's an advantage offense drill, and the defense has that mentality of they understand that, and they still want to stop the offense. Uh, and I thought particularly that back end, uh, a bunch of those young guys had a really, really strong uh, showing. They, they were around the ball. They made plays on the ball. Uh, they were assignment sound, and I, I think it, it it shapes up for when we get back to really double down on some of the things we're doing. And let's just talk about that D in the back end for a second. Denzel's back. You know, Greedy's back. Greg is back. A.J. Green is back. Herb Miller is back. And, of course, you insert M.J. Emerson. Then you go in your safety room. Your top three safeties from a year ago are all back. John, Grant, Ronnie, Rich LeCount back as well. The continuity there. And then in your linebacker room, you know, you look at it and you say, AWOC is back. Jacob Phillips is back. JOK is back. Cox back. The continuity there, it just felt like they were a well-oiled machine, to your point, in 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's not often that you see the ball not even be able to come out at mm-hmm. times, and part of it's because of what they did back there. I bet you're happy that this is this is a back seven. You don't have to worry about come games, and, and I think it's going to prepare you pretty well for real games. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and you know, to, to that point, number one, with the, the pass rush that we hope to have and have, the ball comes out quickly versus us. People don't hold the ball very often. So it's important for us to be sticky in coverage and be covering our guys knowing that that ball's coming out. And I think the guys understand that. And, and Joe and the defensive staff are working very hard uh, to, to as we design our defense to, to you know be an attacking defense, also taking away what teams are doing. But to your first point about continuity, you know, last year, going into last year, we ha- have the same – we were for, very blessed and fortunate to have the same coaches, but we had so many new players. Yep. What – I'm excited about going into this year is you have those same coaches into year three and you have all those most of those same players going into that year three as well and I think that's where you can really take off all right I'll, I'll single a guy out because I know it's not typically your style but it, it just felt like Grant Delpit and, and I realize it's his third year but it's really like being a rookie last year going into your second year it feels like he has taken a huge leap in his ability to see the field break on the ball we saw him get his hands on the ball a couple picks uh, as well in this camp what have you seen from Grant and kind of just the way that, you know, that group is just working together? Yeah, really pleased with Grant's development. And, and as we all know, he kind of had that lost year. So I, you know, I count him as a rookie last year. So yep. it's almost like he's a sophomore uh, this year. So excited about the uh, the gains that he's made, both physically, mentally, uh, just his ability to play in our defense he can play the half field. He can play the post. He can play down. Uh, brings a lot of versatility to what we're doing. But he had a really, really strong camp. And I think it starts with he, he came in in incredible shape. He's working really, really hard in the weight room. And, and that's such a big piece of this. And, and not to lose sight of that is these guys, everything we do in the meeting room is important. Everything we do on the field is important. But part of it is also work down in the weight room. And the work that these guys do uh, down there is, is vitally important to our success. All right, let's flip it over to the offensive side, and obviously a lot to be excited about there, and it starts with your quarterback, Deshaun Watson. It's one thing to go out and to trade for him. It's one thing to watch his past tape. It's another thing now to have gone through, you know, the 10 OTAs, the three days of minicamp with him. What have you learned about your quarterback, and, and how is that going to allow you to operate this offense in 2022? Yeah, I think that all is a process. So, when you know, when we first meet with Deshaun, it was, all right, Let's find out what he's comfortable with. Let's watch the tape. Let's talk ball. Uh, and then as you get through phase one and phase two, you're really in meetings and then you're on air on the practice field. And, again, it's just trying this, 
hey, you like this, we can also do this. It's just a, it's always constantly evolving and moving. And then as you get into these practices, now you're getting live reps. And we, with those seven-on-sevens that we mentioned earlier, we rep the same play over and over and over. You do it from the right hash, you do it from the left hash, you do it out of 12 personnel, you do it out of 11 personnel, just so that it becomes rote memory for all of the guys, but particularly the quarterback. So it's quarterback. So it's been important for us in this process to constantly uh, tinker, evolve, uh, and then eventually get to and, and hang our hat on what we feel like we will be uh, moving forward. But that that is a process, and, and it's it's been some incredible meetings uh, down there with, with that room. It's been some really good tape uh, to watch with those guys. So I think we had a lot of banked reps from this offseason that will that will carry with us into training camp. When you have a guy who is an easy thrower, and it just looks – it does it. it. It's an easy throw, and it's quick. His release, the time to throw to the ball being out is quick. How does that change – if anything, for you as a play caller and what you can do conceptually? Yeah, there, there are certain things that Deshaun does uh, in his game. You mentioned with that quick release, it does allow you uh, to have some, uh, whether you call them RPO or quicker hitting things or quicker hitting play actions. Uh, a lot of times in the empty game, the ball comes out, can come out quick, and you can also hold it uh, and have some deeper shot type mentalities. But it is. Uh, I've been around a lot of guys that have that ability, and, it, and it's it's really beneficial. Where you can, you can put the ball in the belly of a running back and then spit it out to the other side as well. All right, just because it was a fun play and people were talking, and you did it on a day when the media was there, so obviously you didn't mind people seeing it. But if I'm not mistaken, it looked like a kind of an inside fake to uh, to Chubb, and then you could have run. I think he handed it to Chubb on the play, but you could have run like almost a triple option with Deshaun and Kareem as yeah. his wing there. Is that kind of some of the fun stuff you're able to do with a quarterback who can move like that? Yeah, I mean, there's really no shortage of those type of things. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think once we get to playing games, we'll, we'll hone in on, on what we want to be and what we want to look like and those type of things. But there's no shortage of plays in the, in the NFL, in football. Uh, and, and that's the, the difficult part when you're on the defensive side is trying to you you can't stop everything as a as a defensive coach you you can you're going to avoid you're going to play cover three you're going to avoid the flats and then you're going to say okay we'll rally and make the tackle uh so for us offensively the flip side of that coin is we want to be multiple enough to make ourselves difficult to defend uh so yes there are there some option things you can do you can do all of it there's there's no shortage so we got to hone in on the things that we want to be good at so chief gets the big deal He's the man. I know you're excited about it. I thought he did a nice job at the stadium uh, yesterday, especially in that red zone. A couple of touchdown passes. That's a hookup that looks like it could be a big one. How do you see his role expanding now that he is kind of the guy? And in and, and an offense where it does feel like the ball's going back to the middle of the field quite a bit, and that's where he lives. Yeah, I think you know we're, we're really fortunate to have Dave and Harrison uh, are guys that you know they both have different skill sets I mean everybody knows Dave is a big body that can run in those seams and can go elevate and, and pluck the ball uh, but I, I think what's so exciting about Dave is as a young player we've seen his game develop uh, with my time with him you know, uh, you know I, I'm not saying this is credit to me in any way it's a credit to Dave and the coaches but he's developed into one of the best blocking tight ends in the game and that just doesn't happen so to see his game take a step in that area I have no doubt that it can take steps in other areas and it's a matter of of get of working and, and to get it done uh, but I, I do think Dave as a young player has room to grow uh, and and he, he knows that and, and I've told him that and he feels the same way but with him and Harrison uh, are certainly we're excited about those guys and and how we uh, expand our offense and, and change a little bit of what we're doing 
I think Amari's been exactly what you expect him to be. Tremendous route runner, catches everything, consummate professional. But this receiver room, there's a, a lot of new faces or current faces that you need to elevate. DPJ, Schwartz, you draft David Bell. Felton's even getting some work in there with the slot. I thought Michael Wood has been kind of impressive in the way that he long strides and gets on his DBs. What have you seen from these young guys in the past game and anybody who's kind of really started to take the strides that have you very encouraged? Yeah, you know, they all did a nice job, and, and I think really the opinion that matters the most is the quarterback room, and, and they like throwing to these guys. <laughs> that's that's really important. So I think each one of these guys, uh, ha the quarterbacks trust them. I think they have traits. Uh, you know, I, you, you think around the league, and there, there's some great, great pass receivers. Uh, and for us, we're really, really excited about the room in total. Uh, you mentioned Amari as, as a guy that's been so productive, uh, and, and he is, you know, a, a, the elder statesman in a really young room, but he is just a pro's pro. So to watch him operate, and, and he certainly has the trust of the quarterback, uh, but you look at all those young guys, I, I really feel strongly that we have some important traits in that room, and I do think they're all getting better. Did you tell your dad to stay away from Jacoby Brissett after the shooting display <laughs> that he put on at the Cavs facility? Yeah, Jacoby. Uh, so my dad was in town uh, last week, brought him down to the Hall of Fame with us so we could watch practice and, and kind of hang out with the guys. And he did talk to Jacoby. Jacoby's angling for that 10-day contract. <laughs> I bet he is. He, it's he a pretty good display. He tried to get the Cavs. He tried to get Kobe Altman and JB to sign him last week when we were down there at the Cavs, and now he's working on the Pistons. So he's trying, and, and I will give him credit. He does have a pretty sweet stroke. Yeah, it looked very pure, very pure. All right, real quickly, special teams, a lot of overhaul there. This is your first chance to get a look at those guys. I know we can't really do the returns and with Jakeem and the coverage, but you can get the fundamentals down. But one thing we can watch is Katie York kick the football. And I think the one from 50 yesterday was good from 70 with everybody screaming and hooting and hollering at him. Mm -hmm. What do you kind of make of your young kicker and just kind of the punting competition and overall teams in general? Yeah, I think Cade has done a really, really nice job uh, this spring. And every opportunity he's gotten to kick, whether it's here in a team setting or going down to the stadium as the battery of Charlie and, and the holders, uh, I think he's done a nice job. He's going he's to work really hard. Uh, I think he's a talented young kid. Uh, and, and we're excited about the, the future with him. Uh, you know, he's going to miss a kick. It's you know, that's, sure. that's kind of the nature of sure. that position. Um, but we're excited about where he is uh, physically and mentally. All right. Any plans for the summer? I do. I have a, lots of plans. I'm not going to share them with you, but uh, okay. no, no, I'm just kidding. We'll be with the family. We'll be here uh, for a couple of weeks. Kids are in about a thousand camps, so I'm, you know, driving everybody, uh, driving Miss Daisy right now, and then uh, we'll get away from here. We'll get down the shore, which is kind of our happy place uh, down in, in the Jersey Shore uh, for a couple of weeks and then recharge that battery and get ready to go. I can see out there fist pumping and clapping <laughs> Not on that the shore. Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. No. All right. All Beautiful right. beaches. All right. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, appreciate it. What's a perfect Father's Day look like for you? You as well. Uh, perfect Father's Day. Uh, a nap with some golf on is probably where it where it ends. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll hang out. It's, you know, with my kids uh, – anything you get to do with them is is a bonus so whether it's a baseball game or going out to breakfast or going to church whatever it is uh we'll make sure we're having some fun all right coach thanks so much for the time and uh, enjoy your summer and i know that you will enjoy that but i'm sure you can't wait to get back here and get started on this season yeah we're excited about it we'll, we'll take this break and and i think we've all uh earned it and then uh we'll get ready to go come july all right thanks so much for the time coach we'll be back with more on cleveland browns daily right after this
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are your business operations suffering from internal communication breakdowns? Bo here for my friends at EOX Vantage. They're data scientists, also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team helps you build a streamlined communication system that brings together your email, chat, intranet, announcements, CRM into one clear flow. Your people, including those who work remotely, gain a centralized hub that encourages collaboration. So there's no more discontinued communication methods that leave team members out of the loop or not on the same page. It's real everyday business problems that are solved with my friends at EOX Vantage. See how other business owners are getting everyone on the same page by visiting eoxvantage.com. We had a bunch of announcements at the end of the show yesterday, including the training camp schedule, which is back at the CCMC. That is in full. 11 free open practices. They begin on Saturday, July 30th. All sessions available to fans beginning on that 30th at 2 o'clock. Gates open an hour beforehand. Tickets available to the public starting on Thursday, June 23rd at 10 a.m. Season ticket members will receive a special 48-hour window to reserve their tickets for training camp practices. That starts on the 21st of June. Each account can register up to four tickets for an individual session. Go to clevelandbrowns.com for more information. This is going to be special. It's going to be here before we know it, buddy. It is, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun for the Browns fans. We have more space this year. The Browns brought, bought up all those houses that were lining basically the training camp practice field, so they're going to be able to move things out, get more seating, get more room for activations, and it's. I think it's going to be a pretty cool experience. So it's going to be unlike any training camp we've ever seen at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus because there's going to be more room, more of it. Uh, so I think that's going to be a, a lot of fun, and, and I look forward to seeing everybody out here because it's your first chance to see this team yeah. and see what all the excitement's about, see what all the fuss is about, and I think that's a, a pretty cool thing as well. If you haven't been here since last year, it's you're not going to believe how much space oh. <laughs> there is compared to what Huge. you know that wall on the west side along the back side of that practice facility. Most of the fans were, were on the east side. Now yep. that it'll be on that west side. That west side wall is gone. Gone. So you're going to have – a lot of room, all the room uh, for the training camp, and the pups will be back, right? This could be it, boys. Could be puppy acquisition time for me at that. Uh, no adoption. way. Yeah. We've reached that just point. in time for football season and back to school, which means you're doing all the work. Ah, no, no, no. The blonde, she's she's raised three young gentlemen. Why not raise a puppy? Inside I think she would outside. say. I think she might say back. I've raised three young gentlemen. Why not you raise? Yeah, yeah, a puppy. she it's knows how. Turn. I don't. I mean. Look, I'm, I'll be coaching. I'll be doing these shows. I don't. I can't do it. I won't be there. Oh, baby. Going to be fun. I look forward to that. What is the name of this dog? Roger. Mr. Roger Sterling. Okay. From Mad Men. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's known already. That's known. The kids are okay with it? I feel like they're not going to be They love it. That. They do love it. Love it. Couldn't be more excited for Bo- Bootsy. Can't wait to, to yell at Roger. My, I can't wait for my wife to yell at Roger. I think that's going to be incredible. Hearing her scream Roger. Over yeah. and over again is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Boy it. or a girl, it's going to be a Roger. Doesn't matter. Got what it. difference does it make? Not, Somebody said to me, well, you got to get a female dog because female dogs are better than male dogs in terms of behavior. And I said, okay, fine. Get a female dog. The way you can't name it Roger. Why? What does it care? What is it? Right. It has no idea. <laughs> what does it care? What it's called? I used to get a lot of pushback. I wanted to You name, can't do that. <laughs> I wanted to name my female dog Ralph. I just thought it would be funny. Of course it's funny. Yeah, Ralph's a great name. Dog doesn't care. Yeah. My grandpa was Ralph. Really? It's a yeah. great name. It's a great name. Yeah. I had a grandpa Ralph, Uncle Archie, Archbishop. What a strong Arch. name. Pretty good. It's not far away from Arch Manning right there. Not. Archbishop. No, yeah. not at all. Um, all right, some other promotions from uh, the, the team here. We had uh, officially announced the hiring of Kath. I'm not sure on Catherine this pronunciation. Do you guys have it? 
here in the building, last name, Raish. That's what I would have gone with. Yeah, I went yep. Raish. Assistant Same. General Manager and VP of Football Operations. Uh, Catherine joins us from Philly, where she oversaw all areas of football ops and player Burgundy, personnel. you missed something there. No, I didn't. <laughs> including pro and college scouting, contract management, player staff development, football research. Here she will help manage the day-to-day operations of the team and contribute to all strategic roster decisions across player personnel and football ops. Uh, football ops verticals. Yeah. I don't like talk of verticals. Fine. You can leave that out. Yeah, I should have. My fault. Yeah. She's the NFL's highest-ranking female woman football executive. Also, Glenn Cook. We know Glenn. Glenn I know very, very well. Yeah. Uh, new title for him, Assistant General Manager and Vice President of Player Personnel. This is uh, this is a pretty cool story of, of both Andrew Berry and Glenn because Glenn was brought in here with John Dorsey, yep. uh, with that group with from the Packers, yep. brought in, in here. Um, and when those guys, when that – administration moved on and and andrew barry came in andrew talked with a lot of the guys and was really open with all of them about the ones that he wanted to stay glenn liked it he liked glenn they had worked together previously and now all of a sudden glenn's one of the fastest risers in the business that's awesome it is awesome and glenn is now in the role that you know quasi was in and quasi went on to become general manager of the vikings and the browns are creating i think a general manager pipeline glenn got a couple interviews this year i think it is likely glenn will end up being a general manager in the nfl sooner rather than later and i think Catherine race has an opportunity to be the first female general manager in the nfl and it wouldn't surprise me and the browns have not only produced this pipeline but they produced this pipeline of candidates that were they to become GMs, they would receive two third-round picks if either Glenn or Catherine becomes a GM, as they did with Quasi, And they got one of them this year. Guess what? Turned out to be David Bell. Yeah. They still have another one from Quasi going to the Minnesota Vikings. So the Browns are not only positioned well because they have very, very talented people. And, and listen, you only it's got to be a talented person that gets to become a GM. Yeah. But they're also in line for this pipeline that is increasing the diversity amongst the leadership in the National Football League. And they, they can receive a draft pick benefit for doing this. It's a win-win. Yeah. ESPN's Jake Trotter regarding Denzel Ward, who left practice yesterday with a lower leg injury. Quote, he is told uh, Denzel Ward should be good to go for the start of training camp after leaving minicamp practice yesterday with a left ankle foot injury yeah i've talked front. to we're good people that would absolutely know and he will be good to go for training camp. very good news there uh you'll hear from jadavian Clowney coming up next you'll listen to cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland if a car, truck, or motorcycle accident causes you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Now here's edge rusher Jadevian Clowney at the podium from yesterday. Let's have a listen. Knock on wood, you come and go. Uh, probably, well, you off the chain, you put me on the spot. Uh, make way more plays than I did last year, more sacks, more TFLs, and just try to get it going. What did you got for me? Coming, uh, are you coming to my birthday party? That's <laughs> the thing, man. I want to. I got to camp Saturday, man. But I definitely want to get down there and fuck with my boy, Coop, man. <laughs> you just told me that I got here, Coop, yesterday. You picked me on the spot. Dang. JD, uh, what's your vibe with your second year with this team? Well, that's pretty laid back to me. Team? Yeah, that's pretty laid back, man. I think we get along well. It's a good group. Very young team. Man, hell, I'm one of the oldest ones on here. That's the weirdest <laughs> thing now, but... It's a young team, and we have a lot of fun together. I have a lot of fun out here with these guys. And that was my biggest part of coming back, too. I had a lot of fun with them last year. Yeah. And, uh, Can you tell if it's a better team yet? I think so. 
Of course. We, like I said, we was good on defense line. We've picked in some new pieces on the offense and defense. And I just feel like we're a better team this year than we was last year. Anthony Walker said after you signed, like you texted him, just kind of texted him super Yeah, hard. Yeah, I feel like I, I told him we was a couple pieces away last year, a couple plays away. If I come back, I'm chasing it. Uh, so the same thing I told Miles, man, we got to chase that Super Bowl. I ain't coming here just to win eight, nine games. I want to chase the Super Bowl. And I think we got a shot. Just keep keep going, keep it, put it together this year and see where it go. When you're making your decision year by year, mm -hmm. does it ever matter about the offensive personnel and what that offense looks like before you make that decision? Uh, it did this year. <laughs> it did this year because I told him I, I was all about where my boy Deshaun was going. When I talked to him, I said I played with him and he kept us off the field a lot. And I was like, wherever you go, I, I, I know you're going to keep us off the field. You put up a lot of points, put us in rush. And uh, rushing situations, instead of having to stop the run all the time. And I just wanted to go play with him and uh, see what I can do with him again. Steve, what can you and Miles do to help the young pieces you guys have in the interior? Uh, I mean, just show them, show them how we've been doing it, just how we work, how we uh, do our thing out there during the week. It all happened during the week. We do a lot of, we put a lot of work in during the week. We work hard during practice. We run around hard. We, we don't take plays off. And I think when they see that, how we work, they see like the older guys doing, they're going to just pick up off of it, which they do pretty well now. So if Deshaun would have ended up in Atlanta, you would try to get I there? probably would have. I probably would have followed him there. <laughs> Who knows? But he ended up here. So we're here now. That's over with. Let's go. Chasing now. We're chasing this. I mean, if there's a possibility he won't have the whole 17 games. That's all right. How do you feel about that? Like I said, we've got a good defense. We can hold it together. I think we can hold it. We did good last year. Mm -hmm. And we was banged up on offense all over the place. And I think our defense played well for what we had going on. And we got the same defense back, a couple pieces, additional pieces. So I think we're going to be all right. How big an upgrade is that at quarterback if he's on the field? I ain't going to get into that because my boy, Bake, that's my guy. You know, and I like Bake, good person, great person. So I'm just glad to be be here back here, you know, when doing my thing. So. Hey, you know, you know Deshaun better than anyone here, probably. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How do you think he's handled all this? That's a lot of pressure. I told stuff, him yeah. that's a lot of pressure for what he's dealing with. But for him to just handling the situation where he's doing, I think he's doing a good job. Man, he don't say much. He come here and work every day. He don't let it bother him, mess up his job or work. You know? He's dealing with it well. So I hope he just keep doing it, taking care of the way he's doing it. You know, hope, hope the best for my quarterback. Are you keeping in touch with him though about that? You know, checking no, in on I, him that's his personal business. I don't okay. get into that. Okay. I only football. I no, I mean, like, I just thought you might be. I think it's enough saying. out here in the world going on. I don't even have to ask him what's going on. They put it all out there. So I try not to ask him like that. I'm sure he don't want to talk about it. Well, no, I was just crazy. checking to see if he's okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I try to stay out of it. But yeah, okay. Keep it professional. That's my guy, though. Jadavion Clowney for NFL PA president. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, he can handle just... the No. I know what you're trying to do there. Not, not having it. it. Not playing. Not going to play not that, that game. game. Don't mm -hmm. believe I'm going to take that bait either. Nope. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams, and you can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for a spa-like experience. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. They have expert factory-trained installers. You give them a call now, 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. If you're looking for a tub-to-shower conversion, they can help you there. Simply put, superior products with expert installers. It's thebathauthority.com. 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel at the number 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. We've got higher or lower. We've got Ask CBD. 
final hour of the week coming up next. Cleveland Browns Let's Daily, go. 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I love this tweet from uh, Greg Newsom seven minutes ago. Season can't come soon enough. He's ready. Greg Newsom. 2-0 is ready. Brandon Lynch together in that photo. B. Lynch. Love it. Legend. B. Lynch. A lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money, get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. Before we get to higher or lower, uh, where are we at the U.S. Open? A Callum Terran is your leader at four under? Four under through six. And one under on the day. Uh, The low round of the day is Scotty Scheffler, among others. Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is three under uh, on his round and three under for the tournament. It, well, what will the number be at the end of today? It's currently at four. No one's doing much scoring. What's going to win the tournament? No, no. At the end of the day, today, what's the number? That'll be the leader? Yeah. Five. Five. Yeah. Six. And you think so? You think, but I don't think it's going to continue. Like, I think that it, the tournament is going to end. I think it's going to end in single digits. Like six, Like, I don't seven. think it's going to, like, 12. Oh, no, 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 no. I assume that place will get harder and harder. I guess as they're having the heat we had the last couple of days that they'll have it today and tomorrow and if they get this breeze that we've had that place oh. is going to be a hard as a rock well, the you, stuff's going to roll like crazy so you know the uh, the the saying when it's breezy swing easy yeah they literally just showed 13 green and they have a hose plugged in and they are watering between groups coming up yeah see i'm, I'm not so sure that's not a competitive disadvantage for others but or a competitive advantage for other groups, but they are literally watering holes and watering greens. That surprises me that they would be doing that. Well, that ha- they've done that before at the U.S. Open because they worry about them burning they burn out. them out. Yeah, they don't want to burn because they're they're cut so tight. Yeah, but yeah. you burn them out, so you almost you have to do it. The water's got to evaporate as soon as it hits. Yeah, you know it has to. Um, all right, time for a little higher lower. Oh, go ahead. Real you quick, a, give a, a, a note. A quick note. little note. Uh, Jalen Hurts, quarterback of the Eagles, one of its relevant we're about to get into this talking quarterbacks, has filed a trademark application for Hurts So Good. Come on. The filing made on June 13th indicates that Jalen Hurts intends to launch a Hurts So Good brand of clothing. Boy, you better not suck. Come on, baby. You're putting that stuff out there. So good. John Mellencamp, the Cougar. How about the fact that they made him be the Cougar? Like John Mellencamp, they felt wasn't enough. So they had to make him be John Cougar. Wait, so that really wasn't part of his? No. They just said, no, you need no, like No, he's pissed off about it, in fact. Like, no, they made him be John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp. Why? I have no idea, because record labels are idiots. So they had to be John Cougar. So as soon as he could get rid of the Cougar, he did. But it was always John Cougar Mellencamp. He was never. No, they no. Never... They made him be the. His Cougar has nothing to do with it. I got that. But I'm saying he never no. was just. No, no. I could understand if they went and you said John Mellencamp. Uh, Mellon, what's a Mellencamp? Like water, watermelons go and, and hang out Cougar in RVs? In? Let's throw yeah. a Cougar. If, if he just went to John Cougar, I'm saying, like right. period. Like I could understand. Like yeah. maybe I could see that. But then he kept the Mellencamp in? Right. You imagine if they were like, listen, before you replace. What if it was like John Panther? Like how'd they come up with Cougar? Before you replace Deke, you're, this, this last name's Gurr. It's not quite enough. We need a little panache to it. So you are now going to be Nathan Jaguar Segura. Listen, That's I don't know if you're aware do. or not, but my actual middle name is Dragomir. So, so if we're going to just, that. let's just go Dragomir. Dragomir Zagura. Just Dragomir. Yeah. 
I feel like Dragon Bear is a one name. That's one. Yeah, that you don't need anything else. No, that's says it. everything you need to know. Or as Chase Winovich calls me, the dragon. The dragon. There are three people, celebrity-wise, that I've met that are the biggest <clears throat> holes <laughs> on the planet. John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp, whatever you would like to call him. He's at the top? Is at, He is number two number on the two. list. Okay. But I will say this. One of the top five concerts that I have ever He's seen. He's great show. Unbelievable entertainer. Yes. But just How did he biggest... offend you? How was he slightly well, he was... discourteous? We we had a meet and greet sure you when did. I worked on the music side of things. And we had 10 winners and their guests, 20 people. Refused, w- r- would not shake anyone's hand. I don't blame him. Didn't want to interact with anybody. Same. We So we said, we're going to do a group picture. I would have been so nice to look at the the camera. Every picture taken, he's looking up, down, (laughs) sideways, down in his shoes. I'm like, well, this has just been pointless, man. These people paid a lot of money. Sure. Not his problem. They're excited. Like, well, then you should talk to your record company. But they were. Well, he was pissed off because they were committing to be John Cougar. Probably. He held it against him. One of the biggest. I've heard that. Also, like, because what you don't realize about him. Is how many of his songs you know, and, and that's what you is, don't realize. How many of them are in the, understands that you know. entertainment? Yeah, meaning when he goes and does a concert, you're not hearing the songs that you don't know. No, no, it's he plays only the, hits. the hits. From yes, the, it, it the should hits. be plays twenty hits, and he's got twenty. Yep. By the way, smokes a heater the whole time. Yes, the whole show is smoking a heater. All right, so. You said something that I think you're right about, that I would know so many of his songs. Like, off the top of my head, like, hurts, that, that's what I got for you. Like, if you used to give me John Cougar. Oh, God, come on. Jack and Diane? Jack and Jack Diane. Diane. Yep. Little, Pink Houses. Little Ditty. Yeah, Jack Pink Houses. Diane. There's so many you know. That's what I'm saying. I know I know them. You know 20. Yes. Probably. You would just start knowing them. And I'd probably start singing them all. You probably never had – I never had, like, a CD or – and No, nothing. never. But you went to, I went to the concert 20 years ago. I knew 20 – I knew them all. It was a slice of Americana. You knew them all. Yeah, I just but, think they should go with like Jaguar, like you did with me, like John, Jaguar. Johnny Jaguar, Johnny Jag. <laughs> yeah, I like that. By yeah. the way, um, all right. So hold on, he was number two. Who are like round out the top three for us? Because I was no like, two and stories. three were John Cougar and Mellencamp. Or two and three, <laughs> one was the only thing we didn't get. We didn't get the number one biggest. I think John Cougar and Jag, I think it's the same person. Um, I just watched Rory McIlroy yep. off the green. He's in the thick stuff. <laughs> e. Um full-on swing, Not like, and he's five feet off, and the ball went one foot in the air and dropped. Back in the muck? Back in the muck. Oh, roars. hate to see it. Not great. You I hate mean, uh, to see He's it. our hope. Gibbe, who's your least favorite celebrity of all time? No, the biggest <clears throat> hole of all time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, are, there aren't words. Uh, Jewel. Can we, can we, Jewel? What? Yeah. That oh, what an no incredible way. upset. No way. She married Tom right. Murray, the rodeo king. Oh, hold on. on a second. What are we hold talking Hold on a about? second. Hold oh, on sweet a second. Jewel? I've only Jeez. known one other person that's ever met Jewel, and it was like after college. We were because that was she was like big when we were in, when Very I was we in college. Yeah. yeah. And like that, she was like the sweetest, nicest person ever. <laughs> Maybe she had a bad day, but I'll tell you what. Go to the dentist and fix your tooth because she All just... right. That's come on. Yep. You're attacking her something she didn't have any she say is, that's awful. She was one of the rudest, most impolite people okay. that I have ever, ever dealt with. All right, let's role play. I'm Gibbe, you're Jewel. And I'm like, hi, Jewel. Great to meet you. Great show. Honored to no, meet no, you. No, no, no. This was before she even took the stage. Another meet and greet with fans, with the people? What was the oh, scenario? No, she canceled it. 
What we was... had fans that went and didn't get to meet her. This lady slept in a car. Hey, she's you know folksy. What? Sometimes karma. She That's sings what some I would beautiful take from that. songs. Really, I was did. a big Jewel guy, and I, I had only heard good things. This is the first negative thing I ever heard about Jewel, and I mean it's very negative. What did she do to you personally? I, I you didn't do anything to me personally, but when I show up with a group of so, uh, of people just so that I have won this. the right through the record label, That's to where meet this you is, and deal yeah. with you. So I believe she had a problem with her record label too. What and if these she people took it out on something these, you don't even know stations. about? But then I'm in the middle of having to explain to people that have taken the day off to go meet said person oh, you hate to hear and it. have these experiences. And then when you what went if she was to having a crisis with her, she was the rudest, mm. biggest oh, no. that you oh, could have ever God. dealt with. Oh, and I was like, you know what? I, uh, I, I don't care for you. And I, I'm not exact. I'm not wishing you ill will. You're besmirching her all these years later. Wishing you good things. Oh no! All right. Well, on that note, better or worse? Go ahead, Gibby. Higher or lower? Presented by the Ohio Lottery. I've devoted some time on John a Friday. John Mellencamp and Jewel. <laughs> but at least John <laughs> Mellencamp was a heck of an entertainer. By the way, Jewel's concerts sucked too. Well, there weren't a whole lot of it. You know, Jewel's she, great. she opened. She was more of an opening act. Should have been. Yeah. <laughs> the crud tour jewel opening for john mellencamp there you go oh my goodness but mellencamp put on a hell of a show yes he did all right chris sims top 40 countdown i originally thought we would break this up into groups and sure. we would do half and half nah we're getting it all in one big let's QB go meat sandwich here today uh, we are presented by the Ohio Lottery. It is Chris Sims' top 40 quarterbacks. Should they be higher, closer to number one, or lower, closer to number 40? Is the person better than the person above them or worse? Madison, hit it. Higher or lower? All right, away we go. Uh, number one, Josh Allen. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three is where we begin today. Justin Herbert. Los Angeles Chargers, higher, lower, or just right? Nathan Zagura on the Chargers bandwagon. You go first. I like how you're doing this, that we're just starting right at the top and we're going to make our way down to less important discussions of, should he be 32nd or 33rd? Let's conclude with that. I like that. I like the way that you're doing this. We're just going to go right for the start right up. Uh, look, I'm a huge Herbert guy. I'm a huge Mahomes guy, huge Allen guy, huge Burrow guy. The fact is, in a one-game scenario, which is how I'm going to say, who would I want quarterbacking my team with everything else being equal? And at this juncture, I'm still going to take Tom Brady 1 and Aaron Rodgers 2. So obviously he would be lower. So he's going to get bumped down. Right. Like, I think Allen has uh, – Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, all these guys, phenomenal. But we're talking about a one-game situation. Even today in Brady, I know he's old. Doesn't matter. I still I still think that he's probably the best quarterback from the whole package, and Rodgers is maybe – is right there with me. Bishop. Yeah, I, it's I, – I would – I think he's worse for her, and I think if you want to do this from the standpoint of a game, he's lower than third. If you want to do it for I'm drafting a guy for this year – He's lower than third. I think sure. if you're doing it from I'm drafting a guy for the next career five, he's 
slightly lower than third. I would have him below Burrow. I don't but know. I would. You well, would. I know yeah, what sure, I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. saying, I prefer Burrow to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do know what so you're I know, saying. Yeah, yeah I believe opinion. I have that. Yeah. So, like, I would have – this is what Chris does, though. Like, I mean, he has Josh Allen ahead of Mahomes, and it's almost like Allen gets more credit for playing – the way that they played in that playoff game that Mahomes does well, for winning it. The Bills are getting so much love they are. this offseason. And I love him. I, he's come it a is. long way. I don't mean to – this is not a shot at Allen. Like, if I was redrafting the league, I'd probably take Allen second. But I think the Mahomes should be two on any list, in my view. Like, he should be one on every list. I just think he's different than everybody else. Um, but, so, yeah, Herbert, I would have him lower across the board. But, again, he's great. It's just the amount of talent in the AFC is just a ridiculous amount. But if it's for one game – then I would probably go Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers, and then I'd probably go Burrow if it's for one game. If it's for this season, I'd have Herbert lower, too. I'd probably have him fourth or fifth, Next. maybe sixth. Higher or lower? Number four is Joe Burrow. Number five is Aaron Rodgers. We go to the other Los Angeles team, the Rams. Like Matthew Angeles. Stafford at number six. Bishop, higher, lower, or just right? Um. Okay, again, like this is the – what does he do this on? What's his criteria? Is this how they are coming out of the year or how they are going this in? Year. Going it's ranked into going this into this season. Okay. Um, I think it's I think it's the sweet spot for Stafford. I think this is about right. I think he's top eight quarterback. I think there's a pretty big, you know, we'll get to our guy in a second because I don't know, they don't know what to do with him because he didn't play last year. Our guy should like, be in this top He's whatever. He's in this group for yes. sure. Um, but I, I actually think this thing, whole thing kind of stops at eight. So if you put our guy in it, it would stop at nine. nine. I think Correct. that's the hard cap. Yep. And then I think the one who's probably should be lowest of these is Russ. Russ. Yep. I'd probably have Russ nine. Yep. And then I think the rest of them are kind of just depends on the moment. I mean, Stafford went to Tampa Bay and won. He did. That happened. Went and won it. So won the Super Bowl. So, you know, I think he kind of put a little respect I don't on think his name. Him a little better bit. than Brady, but I think I'm not he's saying in he's this... better, but he might be better than Brady right now. Yeah. You know, 45-year-old Brady versus 35-year-old Stafford. Stafford might be better right now. And that's not a shot at Brady, for God's sakes. Brady's 45. Of course. Of course. I agree. Next. Higher or lower? Okay, so we can all agree that Tom Brady should be higher than number yes. eight. Yeah. He's better. All right. Number seven is Russell Wilson. Eight was Brady. Nine was Dak Prescott. It takes us to number 10, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of the Baltimore Ratbirds. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? By the All way, right. did you see him yesterday say that he wants to play his whole career in Baltimore and they're talking about a deal? I'm Meantime, sure John Harbaugh is saying, well, we just, yeah, we're willing to talk. We're just waiting on him. Like, what's the real truth, Bootsy? Bootsy, I don't know. What's There's going on over there? Something odd going on. Sort it out. Something. Sidebar, yeah. McElroy just doubled. He's out, then. Two. He's done. He's down to, plus, or down to minus one. Yeah, he's out. He's going to shoot it's, 75. It, what's going on in Baltimore is as bizarre as the, the text I got from my dad last night complaining. After the Warriors were up, they were up, what, 15 with three minutes to go, and I was like, all right, it's over. Congrats, blah, blah, blah. My dad's complaining about Clay's shooting. <laughs> I'm like, he's, he's played great D, yeah, first of all. right. And it's coming off of back-to-back catastrophic injuries, you don't win Game Five without him. He hit two huge threes in huge. Game Five. Had like twenty. What do you have? Twenty one. And in the game series five? is like, over, and your team is and it's won. over. You just won the title. Like chill out. By the way, when they were doing the bump backs, and they were showing like great players in Warriors history, and they were showing like Hardaway and Mullen, Mullen and Rick Barry and Rich Baron Richmond. Davis. It was Baron Davis was the fourth. Really? And I thought, really, no I mean, Mitch Richmond. No, it was outrageous. It was that Tim is. Hardaway. 
uh-huh. Baron Davis, Rick Barry, and Chris Mullen. Like, Tim, Mitch Richmond should have been the fourth. Honestly, yes. Steph should have been in that, well, clearly. Yeah. And Clay probably should have been in that, clearly. But that was I thought that was a strange, strange choice for them. Zagura? Yeah. Higher so, lower? again, I'm putting Deshaun Watson into the top nine, okay? So, to me, this thing starts at 10. And I have, honestly, no problem with Lamar Jackson being number 10. He's a former MVP. He is one of the most dynamic athletes in the National Football League. He has led the highest scoring offense in the NFL. He's led the highest rushing offense in NFL history. Um, I do think he's that good. The question is, can he beat consistently the nine guys above him? I don't know, but I do feel like he can beat the people behind him consistently, and he's almost kind of – Kyler has the potential to be there, but he's almost kind of like a one-man tier to me. Whereas he'd be the next guy, but I don't know that he ever will get into that top nine consistently. I'd have him ahead of Dak. Right, I do too. I'm calling. I'm putting Watson, putting in, the top Watson nine. in the top nine, and then move yes. Dak out. So yeah, I think, I think he's in the sweet spot for where he is. I just think Dak should be behind him. Yes, I think that he's. I think he's one of the. I think that's probably why this is so hard for Baltimore and for him, because he's one of the most on a week to week basis. He's almost impossible to game plan for. But if you're in the situation where you have to throw, can he, can they throw you to victory when everybody knows you're throwing? And the answer to that has so far been proven to be no, not at the highest level, but damn close. Yep. So, yeah, he's a superstar. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. Yep. Let's have that conversation real quick here as a quick interlude. I mean, you're going all the way down. Like, we got Baker 17, Mac Jones 18, Jimmy Garoppolo 20. You, I mean, Lawrence is 24 on this 24. list. I don't, I'm not blowing your thing up. My point here is to say, can you guys ever remember a time where there are this many good quarterbacks in the league? Because no. I can't. No, it's it's loaded. Goff is he's got Goff at 30. Like Goff played Goff's in the Super Bowl. Goff's gonna surprise people this year. I I don't. I think Detroit's I don't gonna surprise some people this year. Goff hate, and yet you're gonna make an exception for Carson Wentz. I don't Carson the, Wentz at 19 is absurd. No, that guy absurd. stinks. Yeah, he does stink. I I don't understand how that. Is allowed to, like to they happen. could they hated him so much in Indy they could not wait to get rid couldn't of him. Couldn't wait. Same with Philly. Yeah. Crazy. Next. Higher or lower. All right. Uh we all agreed Deshaun Watson should be higher. He comes in at number 13. Uh Derek Carr was eleven. Kyler Murray was number twelve. Uh the rest of the teens, Matt Ryan, 14, Tannehill, 15, 16, Kirk Cousins. 17 Baker Mayfield takes us to 18 and Mac Jones of the New England Patriots. Higher, lower, or just right? Zagura, you kicked this one off. Lower. You put Jimmy Garoppolo on that Patriots team last year, they're a better team. You put Trevor Lawrence gets drafted into that situation instead of yeah. Mac Jones, they're a way better team. Justin Fields in that situation, they're a way better team. Yes, yeah, so no, I, lower. Jared Goff, a better team. No, yes, lower. I, I, don't, I find that ranking very surprising. Yeah. Next. Same. Higher or lower? That takes us to number 20 and Jimmy Garoppolo. I Obviously, we're going to have him a little higher than a couple people. How high are you willing to go here? Jimmy Garoppolo, Bo Bishop. I would put him behind Matt Ryan. Ooh, I was going to say 15. That's unbelievable. I was going to say the exact same thing. He's done more. He's, he's accomplished done more, more than he's, Tannehill. He's better than Tannehill. He's been better than Cousins. Yep. He's proven it in the postseason. Yeah, I'd have him behind Matt Ryan. I'd have him 14, 15. I kind of like if you were to go, so there's the top tier, put Watson in at nine. Then the, I almost put Lamar Jackson in his own tier at 10. 
And then I, my next tier after that would probably be Kyler, Carr, and Prescott, those three. And that gets you. And then the next tier would be Ryan would be at the top of that tier, but Garoppolo right yeah, behind him. With Cousins and Tannehill. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then a hard cut again. Yeah. Next. Higher or lower? I, I, I'm baffled that Daniel Jones is number 21. Hold on. This whole stretch. This is where it this gets. This stretch is 19, borderline insanity. 18, 19, 21, 22, 23 are not better than 24. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 21 is Daniel Jones. 22, Bo's favorite quarterback, Zach Wilson. 23 is Justin Fields, who has nothing around him, so I don't know I why you're even putting judge him. Let me, he's going to be incomplete. Let There's me tell you no something. Way. If Zach Wilson is any good, they're going to be. They should be very interesting. Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, and Elijah Moore, and Elijah Moore is a baller. Yeah. Yes. Lawrence at 24 is the joke. Uh, yeah. That's, that's an absolute that's where joke. That's I'm going. That's a joke. That's like saying, like, okay, you're even for this year, for, certainly if you were doing a three-year window, like everybody outs, I, he, they're taking him over everybody outside of the top 10, 11, 12, 13. Maybe if you got that ever from Matt Ryan down, everybody's taking Trevor Lawrence on this list. Of course. A hundred percent. And maybe yes. some even above Matt Ryan. On this I, list. I'll tell you, it gets worse. It's even worse after this. Like what he did to Goff is just laughable, man. Mitch Trubisky over Goff. Mariota over Goff. Winston hurts Trubisky, Mariota, and Tua Tungavailoa all over Goff. Hurts so good. Come on, man. Wentz at 19. Come on, Chris. What are we even doing here, man? Yeah. I I mean, if you just look at some of these. And by the way, what does it say about Seattle's quarterback situation? That their starter is number 40 on this list. It says that they're, they're going to draft C.J. Stroud is what it says. It says they're going to go 2-15, and 15 and they're going to play these two to make sure that they do, yep. and they're going to draft number one overall, and they're going to get their pick of the quarterbacks. Ahead and they're the going to flip it quickly because there's a lot. they got a lot of weapons there. It's going to be one year of bad for them, and they'll bounce back quickly. I just I, I would have put Tyler Huntley ahead of some of these guys on that second list. I, I mean, what he did from, honest to God, what he did from 18 to, to 32 is a joke. Laughable, man. Geno Smith laugh. at 33, <laughs> Sam Darnold 32, Trey Lance at 31. Any updates from uh, Pedro, not Pedro on Trey Lance? They're bullish. I was They're reading bullish. stuff on them this morning. He's they got love him. more horsepower than even he knows. Yeah, the people are. Hey, all of a sudden, <laughs> the lights come on. That's what he said. Everybody's <laughs> saying the lights come, the lights come on. There you go. Lights are on. People are home. People are home. I don't. The Goff one's the is is probably the worst. Goff at thirty is really laughable. Goff behind Trubisky, Mariota, Winston, Hurts, Daniel Jones. Daniel, <laughs> I think the I think that Lions team could be really frisky. Yeah. In the NFC North, I do. The Bears like, aren't going to be good. No, the Bears are going. The gonna Vikings. Be, I'm still not yeah. sure the pack is going to be everything we think it's going to be. Yeah, no, I agree, but they'll still have Rodgers, so they'll win the division, and then the Vikings are the Vikings, and then, you know, I think they could make a run at the Vikings for second. Yeah. By the way, the Houston Texans like vehemently disagree with this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure do. Because they could have gotten for free Chris Sims' 17th quarterback. Yeah. Well, I don't think. To start over their 35th, his 35th quarterback, and they're like, nah. Well, I think both them and the Seahawks and probably the Falcons all have the same idea. Like, I think all those teams are headed for the bottom, and in a good quarterback draft, we'll take pick of the litter. Yeah. 
All right. That's today's and this week's edition of Higher Lower presented by the Ohio Lottery. All right. Good job out of you, Gibby. It's a mailbag edition of the program. Get your uh, mailbag questions into Gibby. Uh, hashtag Ask CBD. You got one? You got a Let's point? Just say real quick. So what's amazing about this, you look at the top ten quarterbacks in the league in our <laughs> rankings. Yep. Three of them in our division. Three of them in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. So that means six of them uh, in the AFC, in addition to Josh Allen, who's the lone in his. So seven of the top ten. That's right. And then you think about, so then it's Brady and Stafford and Rodgers are the only NFC ones. And, and Wilson. And, oh, no, no. Russ well, isn't. That's yeah, right. Not, no, those three. And then Dak would be the fourth. Would be the fourth. and But he's like in that, to us. In yeah, that to Derek us, he's Carr, in the Kyler, Kyler and him, yeah. So seven of the top ten in this conference. And, and the point I was going to make even beyond that is Brady is, as you mentioned, old. Yeah. Rodgers is old. Stafford is old. That's right. The guys in the AFC, with the exception of Russell Wilson, not old. Not any of them. New. All in their all haven't even reached their prime, you'd argue. Correct. None of them even this reached their a, middle a to late twenties. I right. mean it could be this way for a very, very long time. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean that's why I mean go back to the Watson deal and we're like before we were, when we thought we were out, we're like, Oh, I get it. Go to the NFC South. Yeah, be the, the king AFC down is there. An arms race. Go to the go NFC. down there. There's nothing down there, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's wild. Absolutely wild. Rumkey Waste Recycling family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer's employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit rumkey.com to learn more. Ask CBD coming up next on a Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, it's a mailbag Friday presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. Browns fans, the NFL schedule is out. You can be there live for every touchdown and tackle. Check out VividSeats.com to find tickets, browse exclusive fan experience packages, and earn unbeatable rewards. Hello, Gibby. Hello. While, while Washington might have the worst stadium from a radio standpoint, yeah. from like the whole fan experience thing, New Year's Eve in D.C. might not be the worst thing that you could do. From a travel, we'll have to or do that as we get into July. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, go over to the opponents, do an opponent uh, like a road scouting trip. Here's what to do, how we would do this. Oh yeah, let's well, absolutely we can pick do hotels. That. What bars pick, I'm going to be in? Absolutely, of course. Pick the bars, pick the restaurants, pick the hotels. What we would do if you came in on a Saturday? Sites from the area. Yes. Between the three of us, we've been to every one of these cities and That's would right. know them probably well. Yeah, so there absolutely. You go. We can in, do that. In. Book that for July. Yes, Write sir. That down. We, we'll need a decent amount of content. We're going to need a few other That's going to be cake. You're safe. Save a couple of big bees, Gibbe. You're safe. That'll be news. Rory had a good drive. John Rahm's struggling. He got to three under, and now he's in trouble. I like Gibbe's golf commentary. Yeah, it's, it's quite on point. You don't know what it means. You don't know what hole. People out there are just walking around. That, that's milling. what's going on. We went milling out about during, the, during the commercial break. That's right. And I, <laughs> I was. No one's doing anything. There's a lot Dogs of milling. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. It's almost like if they need like an authority figure to come on and say, "Look, you can go home." We're well, not, they should. It's they right. should. We appreciate the effort. Let's yeah. let's yeah. call it's it. Been a, been a I I I was hoping to go home at the conclusion of this program, 
not. Why? What do you got to do? I had gibligations earlier. Gibligations. <laughs> I thought I had my Friday all laid out, and then all of a sudden he up? was like, oh, oh, not only did I need you to stay late earlier this week and do, which I was oh. you, happy to do, and do the interview with David Njoku for sure. the BPA, for a.k.a. The, Zagura yep. and Friends. So I did the interview. Yep. Last night he's like, don't hate me, but <laughs> I need you to do – the whole show. So I need you to do the open and the close with me and basically the whole show. The whole Zagur and Friends? Yeah. So, But he said to me, hey, no worries. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. I had it planned out. We'll tape this at afternoon. Then we'll get some lunch and it'll, it'll be, be done. And I was like, fine. So I got here at 11. So I was going to work Knock out. it out. And yep. then he dropped another Gibligation on me last second. Gibligation. No. That is not my. that. Come not, on. You have to admit, that is not my fault. I, and I had everything timed out. I told you it would take 15 minutes. It took 17. You are good about that. There are a few people who have a better understanding of time than Gibby. When it when he says this is this should take us about 15 minutes, that usually is yeah. about like if minutes. I said something like that, it would take 30. For tops. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, he's, he's right on it. Minimum. He's, yeah. he's right yeah, on you're it. You're very good. Yeah. No, and the second Gibligation was not his fault. Yeah. But without the pure Gibligation, even with the springing Gibligation, I was still would have been able to get my my workout in. Yeah, now, so now I'm gonna have to work out, and then I got a big night tonight. Tonight's a big, big, big night. Big night. What do you got? What do you got? Huge tonight? night at the Odeon. You should get the boys. I, love I don't know Odeon. why you're not there. I don't know why you're not coming. Is it for them? Is are they? Oh, they would I enjoy it. There's no doubt. Tonight, AIW presents Gangsta Rap Made Me Do It all <laughs> night. <laughs> Every match. Sounds like something right There's going to come on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you, my oldest is really into this. He's watching all this Every stuff match. Now. Yeah. No DQ, no countouts. All night extreme rules. Fans can bring whatever they want to see if the wrestler mm. decides to utilize that in That's a match. That's probably not for them. We could have a balcony dive tonight from the Odeon. Last time there was a match of great importance contested under these types of stipulations at the Odeon. Somebody went off the balcony. You could see that tonight. I'll be there on commentary. Huge show. Is there show. any chance you're going in the ring? No. Huge show. Huge show. I don't show. know. He was calling me out when we were fighting the people last time yeah. today, saying he'd meet me at the ring. You are you. That's because you had put gibligations on me. I would I would scrap with you. But I mean, you know my guy Broner, I've been talking yeah. about him. He's taking on Manders. That is gonna be just an absolute slugfest. Bishop, who had just won the gauntlet for the gold, which is there kind of like a, like a Royal Rumble, yep. which gets him the title shot at Absolution, which is against Matt Cardona. But my buddy tore his bicep. Right. He's out, but there's still a pick-your-poison match, so Cardona's going to name Bishop's opponents for the evening, uh, or, or opponent, I should say, for the evening in the pick-your-poison yeah. match. So you know that's going to be a good one. There's a lot of stuff. Eric Young, Wes Barkley, I think that could steal the Sheesh. show. Six-way scramble. The debut of Bandito and Jack and Jack Evans in AIW. So wow. high flyers. Yeah. It's gonna be an awesome All show. All right. Yeah. Miss K. Miss K is actually coming to she's gonna go to the pre You're throwing her into that Hold on. Pre show dinner. She's gonna come and watch one match. She said one or two matches and then that's it. But she wants to see me she's safe? working. The yeah, princess? We're gonna be up in the balcony. We're gonna be in the You need to like walk in with her with She's not gonna it will be in I can I just picture like balcony. a Miss Elizabeth situation. And you know you can't have that. Like I'm gonna walk in with her on my shoulder. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. In that's the rope. Yeah. yeah, I should do that. <laughs> oh. but if there's ever an opening, the audience, right? if there's ever a, a chance for me to be like a Bobby the Brain Heenan in this, I would love to. I'm sure there'd and be just a chance, be a complete heel. I would love start. to do it. You got to yeah. come tonight, and I'll make the introduction. Like, too short. I know the people. Too short. Too short a notice. There will come. You a have time. obligations anyway. I know. Yeah, I got things. 
things I got to do. I feel like, who called for this traveling music to interrupt my story? I was in the middle of great well, no, 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 no. I just wanted to play it underneath you while you yeah. were going. Oh, okay. We're not even going to keep it. Just listen. No, no, there are only, like, I think there might be, like, legitimately only five tickets left to this event. So if you like professional wrestling, get out there. My man Derek Dillinger. I think you've sold it. You got to go. I mean, I'm more excited. I was was texting with some of the guys and uh, and even the promoter, and I was like, I'm – I think I'm the, this is the most excited I've been for an AIW show in my whole tenure with the company, and and it's well founded. Like the, this card is stacked, and the matches are going to be, they're going to be insane. It's going to be intense. It's absolute intense. Gonna, like, tonight it's going to be absolutely intense. I can't wait. There's there's going to come a time when the boys, when I take the boys to this type of thing. The oldest one's getting close. He's getting close. He's into the WWE the Monday, Monday Friday Night Raw, stuff. Yeah. SmackDown. Not sure I'm going to handle tonight. He's apparently talking. I know. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's right. Which Threw is... the script out. I don't know how that could go. Who knows? I will, de- I will be DVRing it. Is yeah. it Raw or Smack? Which one's coming here soon? Do we have, don't we have uh, I think one Raw's coming? coming in like August. Yeah. Yeah. That might be something I could. That I'm might be saying, a, that Before might be school? Yeah. If I could ever get tickets. I don't know if I get tickets. Let's see. Maybe. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> It's a mailbag Friday edition of the program. Oh, God, Meckling's on fire. Tweet your He's questions. all over the map, though, I got to say on this one. He's a little all over the map. Uh, tweet your questions to at Browns underscore daily. Use the hashtag AskCBD. All right, first things first. Matt McComas tweets at the show. How has Isaiah Weston looked so far? Any shot of him making the team? What about the rest of the uh, UFAs? Who has stood out, Matt in Strongsville? Uh, Wesson has great size. He's got great speed. So you can see that. I think he's he's a little bit raw as a route runner. Do I think that he is going to make the roster at this point? I'd say he's in the competition, you know, trying to, to, to earn a spot. But what is more likely, as I see it from him, is this is somebody who on the practice squad you would hope with some seasoning time with a great coach like our Chad O'Shea that he can become – you know, a, a player in the future. So I definitely think keep an eye on him. We'll see, as I said, unique size and speed combination from Weston, uh, certainly amongst our wide receiver room as well, uh, as he stands at 6'4", 214, so out of Northern Iowa. Like him, give him a chance. Another guy that I would say that's caught the eye, certainly of the coaches, um, would be DeAnthony Bell, who is a safety out of West Florida, number 37. I know Jeff Howard has been pleased with what he's seen so far from DeAnthony Bell. Uh, giving him some work in some of the dime packages, and, and so they've, they've liked that thus far. Lance tweets at the show, at Browns underscore daily, using the hashtag AskCBD. What's the most embarrassing moment that happened to you during school growing up? Um... I remember there was, I remember getting, I remember being dumped in like the seventh grade, not in front of everybody, but everybody knew quickly. I remember that being particularly painful. Sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. There was a breakup that would, you know, unfortunate. Hate to hear it. I remember I won the spelling bee and this guy Armando called me a nerd. (laughs) How dare he? (laughs) How dare he? I said, can you even spell that? Kentucky Fried Christian asks, waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Waffles. Nooks. 
crannies. Yeah, you'd have the nooks and crannies. If you're going to do it, what's the point? I, pancakes, unless the only pancakes that I think that are worth a damn are like the Rocks banana pancakes. Like I make those for the boys, the banana coconut pancakes. Those are really good. Banana but other than that, the oh bottom my God, line the Rocks the, pancakes are unbelievable. I would still. They're unbelievable. The banana pancakes are unbelievable. Waffle one. So you make banana, a banana French toast. I, I prefer a French toast to a pancake. I don't Same. eat this stuff ever, but pancakes, pancakes are, are at the bottom. They're at the bottom of the list. Absolute bottom. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Richie Fox. Mm. Richie! At Browns underscore daily using the is hashtag he is, AskCBD. Where will you be hosting the show when Top Golf comes to First Energy Stadium? When is that? Uh, I believe it's the first week of training camp. Oh, really? So we will not be there. Come on. you got to be kidding. Sorry, How is that possible? We would be there if it, we, we could have done a show from yeah. there if it would about have been. A, about a week earlier. So we yeah, do it a week there. early so we yeah. could go. Sad. Hate to see it, Ned. Sad. Yeah, exactly. All right, meshling time. Oh, God. Let's go, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> hey, Bobby. What is your answer to the criticism that this is the worst sports show in Cleveland? <laughs> a wolf does not concern himself with the opinions of sheep. That's right. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I've never, even, know I've never even heard that. Right, because you're a lion. That's right. And you're not worried about it. it. Yeah, yeah. Sam. By the way, I have uh, I, I've created this little sound folder. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yesterday, you sir are a liar. Oh yeah, strong. Oh, yeah. It, is. it is. It is great. That was good. Uh, first celebrity crush. I still say he was falling on that. I don't count it as a drop. <laughs> no big deal. What? First celebrity crush. First celebrity. Didn't we do? Crush. I feel like Thanks we did this. Uh, like I said, Paul Abdul, and I stand by it. You definitely had a crush before Paul Abdul. That was like late '80s. Like you had no one way. That. I yeah, feel like I was sure. in like third or fourth grade. No, I got. I, I've got two. I got three for you. I got Daisy Duke, Heather Locklear, Heather Thomas, the Fall Guy. Ooh, wow, that's right. CBS Friday night was big in my house. I'm looking up when Paul Abdul was. I guarantee I was still in. Like Forever My Girl was like late 80s. You had a crush before you were 12 or 10. Yeah. For sure. sure Yeah. Come on. A man of your appetite. When was Cindy Crawford around? After. L. McPherson? That would have been, yeah, around there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Zagar, do you have one or are you. Forever Your Girl, 1987. I was nine years old. Why not? Feels like you would have had a crush at like six, a man of your appetite. All right. We, we've got I know, but I don't remember. Like, what do I remember I, from I being six? I don't even know where this. What do I remember from me? What do you remember about being six? Clearly. All I remember, I remember was. Daisy Duke. You know what I remembered? Setting the Bay Area record in the 25-yard oh. freestyle. That's what I remember at the age of six. 60 seconds. Yeah. The question of the no, day. No, it was actually like, it was like 18 Ethan seconds. Adams. All right, go. Like go. Segura, go. who is better betwixt Montana and George? Oh, oh baby. Come on. Listen, Ooh. I mean, the answer is clearly Joe Montana, but Jeff George has the best arm in the history of the world. <laughs> Prove me wrong. So much more. I don't know. Like, David really got Goliath. It's a hell of an arm. Okay, because Achilles heel. Different. So much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Oh, man, what a week. It is crazy. And, you know, 
Father's Day coming up. Happy yeah. Father's Day to you. And you and to Gibbe. And to Gibbe, Peepaw. So I've gotten to a point in my in my life where it's like I just pick out my own Father's Day gift and and <laughs> and I am fine with it. Fine. <laughs> I get exactly what I want. I'm just saying, could be. It was I give Come you on, this. I was gonna get I'll to give a it whole, to you. It would have would have been a great way, but at the same great. time yeah, the, it's gonna be my walk off. Yeah, now I have nothing. Yeah. No, no we don't know. You me. never know. There's you never know who's listening. <laughs> you You never know. Could be out I knew where you were going right away. <laughs> you never know. I'm in trouble. You never know. What's your uh give me your number, US Open, final number. What is it? Seven. Six. I actually I'm going five. Wait, it's I'll, going take, so far I'll take I'll take six. Then. By the I, way, it'll be right around there. Dangerous, dangerous Phil, plus eleven. Out. Yeah. And out. Got we'll see you on down the road. Off. Yeah, that'll work. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all of you out there celebrating. Yes. Uh, the next level is coming up next. We're back Tuesday. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.